Here we go. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia. On Rock Radio UK, the Blues Channel, you are now live from the Midnight Circus. This is Lahamadu, and I've got a great show for you today. Today, our featured artist is Little Red and the Roosters. We'll be listening to tracks from their brand new release, and of course, we'll be talking with Little Red at the top of the hour. Now, this is the voice of indie blues. This is the show that brings you nothing but currently touring artists who are out there creating new, original music rooted in the blues. We embrace the diversity of music that always has and still is being created from those roots. Now, if you get a chance, stop by our website at makingascene.org. We got some great articles, CD reviews, artist interviews, and so much more. In the meantime, I have got some great new artists I know you're going to love and some great new music I can't wait for you to hear. In the meantime, I aim to misbehave. Thank you. 
something so wrong I thought she was mine Now I don't know where I belong I just can't understand Love is Don't bother me 
Chase after you, but I want some answers. Do you know what you've done? Here's the blues scale. Now you sing it with me. Breathe. Now let's try it like this. Just swimming through the gumbo Gotta keep it head down Looking for the jumbo Yeah Gotta find a feeling Got the blues on Monday Gotta swim back for the storm on Sunday Or we're all gonna get wet She was dancing with the boombox Passed right out and she fell in the boom 
We're good. That's it. Move on. Sound great, brothers. We're tracking in history right now, y'all.
artist or a fan that loves them, makingascene.org is the place for you. For the music fan, we bring you in-depth interviews and CD reviews from artists who are on the cutting edge of original music. For the independent artist, we bring you articles on music business, recording techniques, gear reviews, and interviews with industry professionals that give you real-world information to help you negotiate the new realities in the music industry and give you the tools you need to move your career to the next level. We bring you new content every day. Makingascene.org is the number one resource for the independent artists and the fans that love them. Head on over and become part of the Indie Revolution. And now, here's an indie blues double shot from our featured artist today, Yates McKendry. And stay tuned for that interview. It comes up right after these songs. Just got home and I saw him feeling good. I 
just got home and I sure am feeling good I just bought a home in a brand new neighborhood There's a cute little chick that lives next door to me a cute little chick that lives next door to me She loves and jives, but she better let me be Oh, 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 oh,
Yates McKendry from his brand new release, and we got Yates and Kevin on the line right now. Hey guys, how you doing? Doing well. Doing all right. How are you, Richard? I'm doing well. Now, this is the first time you've been on our show, and we always like to give our fans an opportunity to get to know an artist. And the best way I've found to do that is to look at your journey, how you got to where you are today. So give us the story of Yates McKendry. Well, I was born into a musical family, uh, you know, and uh, I started, uh, my first instrument was drums when I was around two years old, yeah. uh, quickly followed by piano when I was around three. Uh, and I grew up surrounded by, you know, all of the original uh, blues music, really. I, I That's, you know, just the music that was on in my house and whatnot. And I quickly developed a, a passion for that. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's kind of where it all stems from. I started playing guitar probably when I was around five or six or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just kind of grew from there. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, every artist has that crossroad moment. You know, that moment where you're faced with several options as career paths, whether it's yeah. music, accounting, or, you know, a fry cook at McDonald's, whatever it may be. What was that moment for you where you knew that music was the path that you wanted to take? Well, uh, funnily enough, I've really, honestly, I've kind of always felt that. That's always been a thing deep inside of me. I, I always kind of knew what I wanted to do from an early age, and I still do <laughs> to this day. I uh, I have a funny story, if I could relay it. When when Yates was, oh, I, he was in the first grade, and we were coming home from school, and he had a particularly bad day in school. And he's, <laughs> he's five years old, remember this, or six. Uh, he says... Uh, why do I even have to go to school? I'm, I'm going to be a musician when I grow up. So, <laughs> I think he knew that. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, let's talk a little bit about the new release. Um, when you put this together, what was kind of what was your goal for this? What were you looking to achieve? Well, I wanted it to be uh, just a mix of all of the American music that I truly love and grew up with and am passionate about uh and i wanted to i wanted it to be uh kind of a you know a versatile range of uh songs and whatnot that kind of runs the gambit of what i do uh and love okay now um let's talk about you as a songwriter uh, because every good release always starts with good songs, and that's especially important in the blues genre, where I think a, a lot of um, artists in the past have kind of used the one, four, five as an excuse to kind of do a solo. You know, the lyrics are just a way to break the solos up. You know what I mean? But good songs are really important. When you sit down to write, and and start that process what do you do to kind of get the thing get you know the juices flowing well i i just sit and play i play until i come up with a hook or something that 
I find appealing to my ear or whatnot. And then I just, I really just write about life experiences, you know, just things that are personal to me uh, and whatnot. Uh, things that convey things I've been through, just my story in general. Okay. Now, um, I find that, that lyrics and melody are two different things. They, they come from two different sides of the brain, whereas lyrics are a craft that you, you know, you the more you do it, the better you get at it. Um, you, you have a story, you have continuity, you have meter, you have rhymes, all of those structural elements. But melody is a little different. Some songwriters like to work off of rhythmic groove to allow the melody to freeform. Others look at the lyric and the cadence of the words kind of dictate where the melody should go. What is your go-to when you start looking for your melodic ideas? I really just improvise. I, uh, you know, it, it's all pretty free-flowing uh, for the most part. I just, you know, I find something that I like and I just build on it and build and build and build until it becomes something. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, a lot of songwriters have embraced the technology today as tools in their writing, whether it's a cell phone to capture ideas or they have a home recording set up to kind of lay out a structure and then write to that structure or even demoing it out to see if it's working. What are some of the tools that you have found indispensable to you as a writer? <laughs> well, if you want the honest truth, uh, a pad of paper, a pen, and voice memos. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. That's really, uh, that's what gets me through it, and then, you know, I'll go into the studio and track it and <laughs> see how it works. Okay. Now, um, one of the things I always find um, interesting is, is that moment where you have to declare the song finished you have to move it from that writing phase into a production phase where you give it to the band you give it to the producer and they kind of put their fingerprints on it what do you do to determine when a song is ready to move to that next phase really whenever i'm just uh, fully comfortable and happy with I guess the basic structure of the song and, uh, you know, lyrically and whatnot, when I'm content with that, then, you know, I'll play it for, you know, my band or whoever I'm in the studio with, or if it's just myself, then I'll just, you know, go and track it. But that's pretty much the process for me. Okay. Now, um, having a good song is, is half that battle. Uh, the other half is is getting into the studio and creating its identity, its its sonic um, signature, not only of yeah. the song but of you as an artist. Every artist has their sound. What is your uh, working process when you get into that environment that allows you to capture the sound you're looking for? Well, for the most part, I like to track live. Um, I usually, you know, I get uh, just a band or, you know, the people that I like to play with and we get into the room and we just feel it out. Um, 
Yeah, I, you know, one thing, I think sonically, too, um, you know, one thing that we, we tried to do on this record anyway, uh, since we were paying a lot of uh, attention to, um, you know, because some of these songs on this record are, are not original, they are they're covers, um, but they're kind of deep covers. And you know, they're they're kind of old, and we wanted to take uh, the you know the sound of the, the old records and kind of make it sound like it was recorded then, only with today's technology. Um, so we used a lot of the same kind of mic techniques and 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 old ribbon mics and and things like that to kind of get the sound of this album the way it is. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a big fan of ribbon mics. I've been a recording engineer since 1980. Uh, and, yeah. you know, I mean, there's nothing like a ribbon mic on a guitar cap. Um, nope. It just just gives you that, that warm, creamy tone. Um, and being a recording engineer, I'm always curious about other, you know, musicians and their setups. Uh, what kind of DAW are you guys using in your in your system? Uh, we're using Pro Tools. Are you using Pro Tools? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a Studio One guy. I've been uh, I've been I moved from Pro Tools to Studio One because it's just a, a much nicer workflow for me. Uh, yeah, it probably is. I you know I I uh, I don't want to say too many bad things about Pro Tools, but I oh, I don't no, necessarily. Go right ahead, cause, I don't, they're necessarily the best out there, um, but they are the industry standard, and that's kind of what... Well, you know, I think they were at one point, but I think a lot of people have moved off to, you know, Logic Pro, to Cubase, to uh, Studio One. They have, but the the commercial studios, it's pretty much Pro Tools. Yeah, well, because they don't want to invest in, they have all that money invested in it already, so that's the big thing. (laughs) <laughs> so anyhow um tell me a little bit about the lineup on this who's playing on this well uh for a lot of it i have uh big joe mayer on drums uh who has i've, I've really known since i was born uh it, he was my dad's first gig he's an incredible uh, incredible traditional blues drummer uh from the washington dc area uh so i have him on drums uh steve Mackey on bass who i've also known since i was pretty much born and is a very close family friend and an impeccable musician and uh then uh i have my friend andrew white who guested on one song uh playing rhythm guitar uh my dad on keys uh with the exception of the out crowd and uh that's right yates plays piano and organ on on a few quite a few things yeah on quite a few things um and then there's uh, on wise and no justice it's it's all it's all me i'm the entire band except for yeah except the ones (laughs) okay and grizz also garner and kenneth blevins yes and greg garner and kenneth blevins now, of course, once you get something recorded, you got to get it out there. You got to get your team together, and you're working with Betsy Brown from Blind Raccoon. Tell me about that relationship. Uh, well, the, I'll, I'll speak about the relationship because Yates, you know, I'm running the record company here, so Yates probably doesn't. I don't even yeah, know if you've even spoken with Betsy. I emailed with her a few times. Yeah. But uh, I've known Betsy from when she has done work for uh, the Delbert McClinton records that I produced. 
And uh, she's just done a fantastic job with all of that. And uh, she's also done worked on records, other records that uh, I've, Gates and I both worked on the uh, Trudy Lynn, latest Trudy Lynn thing. And I, I believe Betsy was involved with that as well. Uh, and as well as many, many other things too. But I, she's just, uh, she's one of the best out there. That's why she's, that's why we're with her. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, Trudy's great. Um, now let's talk a little bit about, um, the music industry and, you know, having your own record company. I mean, this is kind of the subject that, you know, on everyone's mind, uh, streaming is now, um, been embraced by the consumer as a way to consume music. The problem is, is that recorded music now no longer has a status as a product. It's not something to purchase anymore. It's a service. People expect it on their phone 24-7. If they hear about an artist and they don't find them on, on Spotify, they usually just discount that artist and, and they're irrelevant to them and they move on to the next thing. How has this shift in perception by the consumer affected you as an artist? Well, it's kind of an interesting question for someone on their first record because I, I don't wouldn't know that it would affect that. Yeah, because it's sure how he's it's never had a record out, out before this that, yeah. that would have done better. Uh, but I'll say, in my experience, um, you know, budgets have gone away for records um, because the, you just can't make any money, uh, and I, I think that I, they're going to have to to make some new laws or else. There's just not going to be any quality music anymore. Well, and I, I agree with you. I think the revenue stream from streaming is not a sustainable business model. Um, it's not. Yeah, you can't continue. I, you know, we all know that the record companies, uh, the big companies, made a deal with the streaming services where they got a bigger piece of this pie. But if you really look at it logically, the bulk of the content that these streaming services are presenting are really coming from the independent artist community. And you yeah. cannot continue to ask the independent artist community to, con to go into studios, spend this money on studio time, musicians, or even building their own studio, whatever the case may be, and right. not give yeah. them the opportunity to at least break even on the project you know to at least break that's right it's it's uh yeah it is an unsustainable uh situation i think there are you know some politicians in washington and some people who are on our side about this and with the music modernization act and all of that i i think that there is hope that we will be able to make this uh you know more sustainable but it's going to take a lot of uh, a lot of people and a lot of effort. Well, yeah, and you know, there. I mean, if you look at like our neighbors up to the north, I mean, uh, Canada has what they call the Factor Program, which really um, gives out grants to artists to go into studios to record, to promote, to tour. Um, and if you really look at it logically by investing in the arts community or the touring artist community, 
you're really investing in a microeconomy that supports, you know, hotels and motels and and um, and restaurants and and um, everything. Yeah, gas yep. companies and you know mechanics and oil changes and all of these things are all part of this microeconomy of going out on tour as well as the musical instrument uh, and accessory market as well. So it's, it is money well spent uh, by bringing, you know, that kind of a program. Do you think that that might be possible here in the States? <laughs> yeah, I know that's how I feel. Well, I don't think with the, you know, I don't know. That's uh, with a divided uh yeah, uh, you know, Congress like it is. I I don't know. Um, yeah, I yeah, Ireland does similar things, um, and I mean, there's lots of countries that that really do support their artists far better. In fact, I, the United States, unfortunately, is really one of the worst in the world. They don't even pay. They don't. There's no law that uh, has. They, they don't. People don't have to pay performance royalties to artists. When they, and I'm sure you know this, um, oh, yeah. when they play the radio. But everywhere else in the world, except for North Korea and Iran, uh, you have to do it. <laughs> so we're we're on that, U.S. is on that nice list with uh, North Korea and Iran. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. how they treat their artists. So, uh, yeah, I would hope that we could move to something more like Canada has where they actually yes. do support and, and in fact invest in artists. Absolutely. Oh, and I definitely agree with that. Um, now, uh, you guys, um, you know, you, uh, the, this, this whole world of content creation and social media marketing has become the new buzzword, you know, creating music videos, live streams, uh, having a social media presence, how are you guys fitting into this new world of of social media and and content? Well, uh, I have a personal Instagram and whatnot, and I I'm not too huge on the social media thing. I, I uh, I'm a fairly private person, and I like it like that. You know, I I don't think there's anything wrong with that, and. Uh, you know, I, I, it can definitely be a productive tool to use for uh, the business side of things, but for the most part, I'm pretty low-key when it comes to social media. Yeah, now, our our label is is active on social media as far as promoting and, and uh, yeah. uh, you know, getting the word out and uh, interacting with a fan base and, yeah. and, and doing that sort of thing, and uh, so... It's certainly a, a a necessary tool in today's age. I'll I'll say that. Oh, without a doubt. Now, one of the things I've been watching is there is some new technology that's being developed, um, utilizing this blockchain software technology that cryptocurrency uses to secure itself. And one of them is they've created these streaming platforms that are uh, utilizing this blockchain and the fact that you can have smart contracts and digital applications embedded within it. Uh, one of them is Audius. Another one is um, Emanate. And there are several advantages to this new system. 
One being that it's decentralized. In other words, no one company can own the blockchain or whatever's on the blockchain. And this gives you a more direct relationship between fan and artist. And the other is is that they're claiming that they can pay up to 80% of the incoming revenue directly back to the content creators or the, the artists themselves. Now, a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, you can't stop Spotify. They're too big and they own, the, you know, the, you know, this whole world of streaming. But if you really look at the digital revolution over the last 25 years, you know, we started with Napster and Napster gave way to iTunes and everyone said, oh, my God, Apple, you know, they're going to pay. What's that? <laughs> I said, ironically, Napster is the one that pays the highest royalty right now. Yeah, right now. And now, you know, of course, <laughs> Apple then gave way to Spotify. So the the trend within the digital world and in the music industry is change is inevitable. And yes. as more artists start moving to these other platforms, Spotify and Pandora, they're going to have to either adapt or die. Um and you know this is this is where we're looking at the future. Do you think this is viable as a as a record company owner, as someone who's been in the business a while? Do you think this is a viable change and a viable uh, direction for the music industry? Well, you know, I'll be honest. I I don't know enough about blockchain technology. Uh, my partner knows a bit more about it than I do, and he he's talked about it to me and and. You know, at some point, all that stuff just kind of goes by my ears, and I I don't listen to it. I you know I'm, uh, I, well, while I am half of a record company, I'm I'm kind of more of the the musical half of this and the producer and the A and R department. So uh, I I wish I had a, an answer, and I wish I was uh, you know more informed and more educated on that. But I, I really I really don't know. I I think if there is a way and that works. And there's, um, I think it sounds like a great idea that, yeah, if the, if the money can go straight to the creator uh, or whoever, straight to whoever it should go to, and you can cut out some middlemen, I, I'm all for that. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of the whole idea of this whole, this blockchain-based um, uh, music industry. Uh, the other thing that I've found is that there is this, site called royal.io where um one of the rap artists um took two songs and what he did is he created these non-fungible tokens that represented 0.15 percent of the streaming royalties of these two songs and he made enough to cover one half of each of these songs and he sold it to his fan base and he got a little over six hundred thousand dollars for wow. these wow. NFTs, and his, mm. now he also has a little over three thousand fans that have an economic interest in making sure that his music is streamed because they get paid to make sure right. his music is streamed. So it's almost like selling stock in a song. Yeah. It sounds like it. Yeah, that's very interesting. And, you know, I, I find that this very well may be the new industry in that 
instead of dealing with record companies, because they've kind of lost their uh, appeal over the, you know, the course of this digital revolution. Started one. (laughs) Because I I don't want to pay them. (laughs) But the, the new thing would be that the artist then looks to his fan base as investors into his art, into his songs. And they can reap an economic benefit. And one of the interesting things is, is that these NFTs, these these shares in these songs, can be resold down the line. They're they're right. you know something that can be bought and sold and traded on an exchange, just like you know stocks are. And you can embed within that smart contract that every time it is resold you get a percentage of that sale. In right, I, yeah. That's, that's crazy, but it sounds great. Yeah, it's <laughs> interesting, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, in fact, that's even a better model than than before. I mean, where you have physical products and you sell those and someone else resells it and you, you don't get any part of that. Resale is one, you just get the one sale, you know? Right, right. So. Well, you know, I really appreciate you guys coming on the show, and it's a real pleasure talking to you. And uh, we're going to give everyone out there an Indie Blues double shot from your new release. You guys are going to love this. You may want to turn it up loud. Screw those neighbors. We're going to have some fun tonight. <laughs>
subjects long Be hanging out with all the skid row bumps I may be sick and I may seem dumb That don't mean you know where I'm coming from
justice in this world You know freedom ain't worth the price I pay in this world, baby Freedom ain't always worth the price I pay I'll always be your prisoner My heart and soul in chains Whether you're an independent artist or a fan that loves them, makingascene.org is the place for you. For the music fan, we bring you in-depth interviews and CD reviews from artists who are on the cutting edge of original music. For the independent artist, we bring you articles on music business, recording techniques, gear reviews, and interviews with industry professionals that give you real-world information to help you negotiate the new realities in the music industry and give you the tools you need to move your career to the next level. We bring you new content every day. Makingascene.org is the number one resource for the independent artists and the fans that love them. Head on over and become part of the Indie Revolution. Yeah. 
gender Let your voice ring out Voice ring out yeah, yeah, yeah. Soft or strong, come on Let your voice ring out Voice ring
in the city But I can't pay the toll I'm over 100 qualified I can't sell my soul Keep on Keep on I'm gonna keep on loving you I'm gonna keep on loving you I'll keep on loving you baby Our love will see us through Your love delivers me by you, baby. 
Singing a hallelujah 
moment you realize, how could there possibly be this many blues?
your status, don't matter what you call. It really don't matter about nothing at all. Cause all folk, all folk get the blues. Yeah, all folk, all folk get the blues. You're waking late each morning, your head all crossed and sore. You still real and a rocker from the night you had before. But Heat the trouble, man, the job's on the line And if you want to keep it, you best get to it on time Yeah, all folk, all folk get the blues Yeah, all folk, all folk get the blues You got yourself a class action family dispute And there ain't nobody with you and damage is acute You got to navigate the storm, you got to satisfy the crew Got yourself a mutant and it's all up to you Yeah, all folk, all folk get the blues Yeah, all folk, all folk get the blues Been acting quite suspicious, know the devil about Then he conjure up enough, man, boy, show concern She says you got issues and drops you with a burn All folk, all folk get the blues Yeah, all folk, all folk get the blues No matter what your status, no matter what you call it really don't matter about nothing at all Cause all folk, all folk get the blues Yeah, all folk, all folk get the blues He was hit by a truck And you were lying out in that gutter dying And you had time to sing one song Huh? One song
she way she wanted And it brought her down to She liked the bachata And she messed around too Little too much I said don't fly too close to the sun It might hurt you Such a beautiful soul Gone too soon With a big open heart From the earth to the moon Gonna miss you, Katie And I'll always love you Let me show you
It's just a riffle 
shop Paid a man a dollar and a half And they tore the rigor theater down It's not coming back Tell you the blues don't lie The blues don't lie I said the blues don't lie Sonny boy told the truth The blues don't ever lie If your love leave you, that's the blues. If you get sick, that's the blues. longer have to hear the blues in a smoke-filled nightclub on the edge of town. It's a pleasant environment, but uh, but in the 21st century, uh, you know, you don't even have to leave the couch. Just turn on the TV, in commercials, or as theme songs, you will see and hear the blues are everywhere. I'm Elwood.
say the truth You just plain made me ill Gotta get out of my system I need a fresh start Head out on my own now And it won't break my heart Once I was drawn to you Like a moth to a flame
that's it. That's my show for tonight. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you heard some artists that you didn't know about and enjoyed some artists that you did. And remember, all of these artists that I played on this show are out there right now, touring and creating new original music rooted in the blues. If you want to keep the blues alive, you have to support the artists who are out there creating that new music. Because it is a living art form that is being performed every single night somewhere in the world. So, if you get a chance, stop by our website at makingthescene.org. You can find out about some great new artists and the ones that we played on the show tonight. Add them to your playlist. And you can discover them on our website. So, till next time, this is Lahamadu. Tech, I'm out of here. Baby, just gone away. Face left on with my friend I gone lost my dog I'm alone Just fought somebody And he found it funny I got knocked in the head Man by old friends Now lying here Think I'm dead Drink so long Gonna drink for the old damn time Gonna keep back in the sea Till I can handle it See bombs up To me they drink for Fill up for more, more, more And bombs up I ain't get the flow Got nowhere, no, no feeling, no 